Welcome to the Elliot Confidential Podcast. I'm Christopher Elliot. I'm here with my son, Aaron. Aaron, how are you? Good. And we are uh, in the mountains, the foothills of the Andes in Ecuador today at a place called the Mashpi Lodge. We just got here, so we don't really have a lot to say about it, but we do have plenty to say about what we've done in the last week because we've been in the Galapagos. Lots mm. going on. Yep. It's been quite the tour. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. So you're probably wondering why we sound a little bit different today. And the reason why is that we're sick. Yeah, we've gotten sick in at least four different ways over the past, you know, seven days. Let us count the ways. First of all, everyone in the boat got sick. We were on the uh, Santa Cruz 2, the Hurti route in Santa Cruz 2. Great ship. But... There was something going around and a lot of people got sick. They were keeping that doctor on board busy. And it's kind of like a congestion, cold type thing. I've got it. You had it first. Ugh. But what else? Seasickness. That's right. Yep. Um, and then there's also altitude sickness. Because we went from uh, the Galapagos up to Quito, which is the second highest capital in the world. <laughs> yep. Yep. So seasickness, you know, common cold. Oh, then there's a uh, stomach bug. Yeah, it's a little GI issue. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. And uh, now there's a, a lung thing going around. Okay, so you can probably guess what our question of the week is going to be, uh, which is, what is the sickest that you've ever been when you've traveled? You know, tell us about the most ill that you've gotten. Uh, we Actually, this isn't the worst that I've ever had it, because as you'll recall, Aaron... A year ago, I was in the hospital after suffering, you know, this terrible fall from uh, on a ski resort and ending up getting helicoptered to a hospital. That was probably the worst. Technically, I wasn't sick. I was just very injured and I was in a hospital. Yeah. That, that was the worst for me. Well, I think that the worst for me was personally when we were in Cape Town, South Africa. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize how allergic I was to eggplant <laughs> until I had a salad with full of eggplant came back to my hotel and, you know, fevered for the next two days. I had to be taken to a hospital and they put me in an IV drip just yeah. to hydrate me and to make sure that um, my fever didn't get too out of control. But that was hell. That was bad. Yeah. That was the sickest I had ever been in my life. Goes with the territory when you're traveling. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I wouldn't trade this for the world. I could be at home... Uh, petting my cat and enjoying a nice view of the Red Rocks. And while that sounds really nice, I also love the fact that I can get out and travel and spend some time with you and explore the world. So it's okay. I don't mind being sick. I'll get tomorrow. I'll feel better. Uh, hopefully. So our question of the week, but um, we will also, at the end of this podcast, we will read your comments from last. We've got some really great comments. So I'm looking forward to that. So last week we were in the Galapagos and we were on a expedition ship called the Santa Cruz 2. It's a 100 passenger vessel that is was built specifically for cruising around the Galapagos and it was really fascinating. I mean a fascinating place to visit and they had a very full schedule. Aaron what what did you think of cruising on the Santa Cruz 2? Well, the Santa Cruz 2 was definitely a different boat than you might be used to. 
Um, Herty Rutten runs a lot of different boats. Mm -hmm. So they have really huge boats, like the ones that go down to Antarctica, and have a maximum of 500 passengers. Yeah, those are a bit bigger. Then you have some of the smaller boats um, that are going through coastal Norway, and also in uh, the Galapagos. And so this one, it was small. <laughs> well, what did you like about it? I've, I liked the fact that they had, you know, they have good rooms compared to some of the, I remember the, M, it was the MS uh, Polarlis. MS Polarlis. Oh yeah, the one that went up to Norway. The rooms were fairly yeah. small on they, that one. They had little coffin rooms. And I thought that that was a little bit ridiculous. Yeah. But this this one had uh, this one had decent sized rooms that were very very acceptable for tourism. Yep. Uh, I thought the crew was very friendly as well. They really went out of their way to make us feel at home on the ship. And when we missed excursions, which we we did unfortunately, uh, we had some things to file. You were still working on your classwork, and I had stories to do. So when we missed excursions, they would like ask us, why did you miss your excursion? Is everything okay? And I would say, yeah, yeah, it's fine, you know. But they were very friendly. Mm -hmm. They seemed very knowledgeable too about the islands and really loved, seemed to really enjoy what they were doing, talked a lot about the Galapagos. And I liked that as well. So I felt like we learned a lot about the islands by just being on the ship and interacting with the crew and, uh, and so just to give you an idea of what our days would be like is sometimes our days would start quite early with an early breakfast and then they would go out for a landing on one of the islands and it would either be a wet landing or a dry landing. You get off the, the you go on a dinghy, a little zodiac, and then they would hike around and show you the uh, island. And you had to always be around a guide. That was the rule. That's those are, there's some of the strictest rules that I've ever come across. But one of them is that you have, a guide must be with you at all times, and if you get too close to the wildlife or the wildlife gets too close to you, they will say, "Hey, two meters, you got to get away from that. That seal is coming toward you. You've got to move away from the seal." Very interesting. Mm -hmm. And then uh, you know you'd get back to the ship, and then they would split into smaller groups. Some people would go snorkeling. Some people would do glass bottom boat. And there would be lunch, and then afterwards, uh, there would be an afternoon activity too, and then there would be lectures in the evening. Uh, we didn't make a lot of those lectures because we usually got up really early in the morning uh, to get work done. So we kind of missed out on that part, but we still got plenty of information. Mm -hmm. Was there a particular activity that you thought was f fun or noteworthy, Aaron? I think that the best part about uh an expedition cruise to the Galapagos is that you really get to actually make the landings and do small hikes yeah uh, and you get to take photos while you're doing that a lot of the landings unfortunately are wet landings so you do need to bring out uh, you know water shoes or, yeah or uh, enough equipment so that you can dry yourself off once you're um, on land but I think that that was really the coolest part there are other features like for example snorkeling and then boating, kayaking, they even had paddle boarding as an optional, although the waves were really not suited for that. And I think that that was probably the, the highlight for me was the hiking. Because, yeah, yeah the sea kayaking, we're, we don't really like sea kayaking that much. 
Um, snorkeling. And it got a little bit wavy too. Yeah, snorkeling, I can imagine if you really like snorkeling, um, it's a good way of getting up close to and personal with the uh, sea life. But uh, the hiking was just really nice because it gave you that freedom to go wherever you want and also to, well, you couldn't really go wherever you wanted, but it, to really yeah, see walk the along island the beach, and, yeah. and take photos with your camera. We were talking about when you should go, and we're right in the middle of, we're at the end of dry season, the beginning of rainy season. And so rainy season is nice because everything is very lush, but right now everything is very dry. So some of the pictures, and I'll post those on the blog, are, are you know, you can see the trees are, they have no leaves on them at all. So I would say if you like lush, uh, go during the rainy season, which is you know just starting now, and you will you will see like a lots of green. Right mm -hmm. now though, not so green. And also it's a weird year because they're having El Nino, and that screws the weather up really badly. Yeah. But we saw you know just to do a little break here, we saw a lot of really cool things. We saw lots of different types of lizards and um, iguanas, and we saw flamingos, sea lions, we saw sea turtles, mm -hmm. uh, land turtles. Flamingos? We already said that. Yeah. The flamingos were so beautiful. You can say it twice. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we saw hawk. We saw penguins. We just, you know, it was... And the neat thing about the Galapagos is that the wildlife there is not afraid of you, so they will come right up to you. Yeah. They are not, the iguanas are not afraid of you, the sea lions are not afraid of you, they will just come right up to you, and you have to move out of their way, because there's that two meter rule. Anyway, I thought that was really cool, and I'm glad that I did it. So let's just say you had a buddy from the States who was going to the Galapagos, and they said, hey Aaron, I thought I heard you were there uh, last week. What did you think of it? What would you tell them that they need to do before they go? Before you get to the Galapagos, make sure you're not bringing any seeds or anything that <laughs> yes, might be okay. confiscated. <laughs> right. Um, remember to downsize because having a lot of stuff is not going to be helpful for you. And traveling with lots of stuff is difficult because... Oh, um, yeah. We saw people struggling with their large bags. Yes. It was not good. Don't take too much stuff with you, yeah, for sure. Yeah, don't take too much stuff because it's, it's an island. You know, you can't... Yeah, they'll take care of you space. on the ship. They, they've got food there. It's not like you're going to starve. Yeah. Um, but you really realize how much stuff you do have yes. when you're, on, you're sitting on a panga and uh, you realize that... You, you know, you have brought all of these things with you that you're not going to use and you have to transport them to you to a tiny island that, or, or a boat in this case, where yeah. you're going to, they're just going to, the things are just going to sit there. No, it's true. Downsizing, that's very, very good advice. You know, if someone asked me about the Galapagos and said, you know, you're just there, what did you think of it? Um, I would say bring a pair of uh, water shoes that you can use in the water for the wet landings and that you can go hiking in. That's really important because there are a lot of water landings. And if there is a certain snack that you like to eat, take some of that with you too because 
Um, the food options on smaller vessels are a little bit limited. Uh, some people brought their own coffee along because they wanted to have their own coffee. Um, you, this is not, uh, I would not call this a luxury cruise. There are luxury cruise lines that are going to places like the Galapagos, like Celebrity. And, um, but it really is a different experience if you're living in a suite and you know, people, there are people who probably don't even get off the ship at that point. They just sit there and watch from their, from their uh, private suite. They watch everything. So I don't know. Um, but certainly, you know, if you have specific dietary issues, you should talk to the cruise line before you go too. Uh, we, you know, for example, Aaron, you have an allergy, you can't eat eggplant, and uh, we, we didn't really fully communicate. I mean, I think we did, but we did it kind of late, and uh, I think that it's really important to let them know in advance if you have any kind of special dietary needs, like you're on a plant-based diet, for example, like hypothetically. So definitely that is true. And uh, don't expect the weather to always be beautiful. We ran into um, a lot of inclement weather. We had uh, no storms really, but we had lots of waves and overcast. So it's, the weather is pretty unpredictable. Yes, and uh, in Puerto Ayora, the waves can be pretty huge. So this is not, if you're scared of big waves, um, you're probably going to have to face that fear at some point. And those ships um, don't have stabilizers either, so you feel every wave. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so next week we're going to talk about uh, this lodge that we're in, and it is an amazing place. It's built in the middle of nowhere. I mean, if you look at Mashpee Lodge on a map, uh, there's, there aren't even roads. There's just a dirt road going out here. But they built this place here for conservation, or so they say. <laughs> it's also a very beautiful lodge with just a lot of great um, like fine dining, and uh, it's pretty high-end. And anyway, we'll talk about that next week, but we're also going to be leaving and going down to Santiago, Chile. And I'm really looking forward to visiting there. We're going to be there for a little while, so we'll have a chance to unpack and really explore Chile while we're there. Uh, yep. And that's, that's gonna be really great. Last week's question was, when you leave home, what do you miss the most? We had a lot of responses. Yes, so Sheila says she misses her bed. That's um, definitely something that I remember missing when we lived in Orlando. We had these wonderful down comforters. I miss the down comforters the most. And we would always miss those down comforters. Yes. We still have those somewhere in a box in Spokane. <laughs> Too bad, yeah. Judith says she misses her dog and her bidet. A lot of places have bidets now, so... Uh, in Europe, maybe. Yeah, go Europe, to Europe, yes. In Southeast Asia. Traveling with a dog is hard, though. We have to do a pet travel uh, podcast at some point. Mm -hmm. uh, Sam says, when I travel internationally, I don't miss any American food. Because, you know, we talked in our, in our podcast about American food that we like. But uh, back in the States, I miss foods that I've eaten in other countries. However, I do miss availability of ice drinks and lack of ice machines in hotels. Nancy says, on a hot day, I miss a glass of good cold iced tea. I don't want canned iced tea or tea made from powdered mix. Yep, in the States, we do have very good iced tea. Tara says, spaghetti bolognese. 
the family recipe. The smell <laughs> of my hundred-year-old house, my cooling gel pillow, and my morning coffee ritual with a square of salted dark chocolate on the side. Seriously? Tara, I love it. I mm. should start doing that. <laughs> chocolate on the side. I uh, love the morning coffee ritual. We, we could do an entire podcast on morning coffee rituals. Mm. But we don't have time for it right now. Uh, Phil, safe drinking water. <laughs> safe drinking water. Okay. You had me at safe drinking water, Phil. There are places that we've been where you cannot drink the water. Cyprus, we couldn't drink the water. Yeah, it's true. Indonesia, you couldn't drink the water. Thailand. Thailand. Yeah, there's a lot of places out there where the water is not safe to drink. We had so many great comments from last week. We can't get to all of them, but you can read them all. And uh, if we didn't read yours in the podcast, remember, you can still share your story with us about the sickest that you've ever gotten on a trip. And you can commiserate with us because we're, Aaron and I are pretty sick right now. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to resist coughing while we were recording this. Well, that's it for the Elliot Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. We are going to try to get better and we will have a full report from the Mashpee Lodge and Santiago, Chile in our next podcast. Talk to you then.